was then, this is now, this for show, let them know. Here I go, reservoir, reservoir, here I go, reservoir, reservoir. That was then, this is me, this is King, you ain't know. Here I go, Crit Hill, woo! I did my, my, you. Woo! We don't steal, backseat driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Critty. Critty. That should be his name, Critty. Ain't no taking my spot. Big Critty. Critty here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And hey, what's up, y'all? This is Tressie. This is Cedric. And this is Ben. <laughs> Digging through cultural and current events through the hip hop lens. Let's get to it. <laughs> That's just for you, Christy. Uh, um, yeah, we back at it again. Episode 105. We don't ever even say the episode in the beginning, ever. No, just in case something happens and we don't release it, you know? Yeah. We can just be like the unknown unknown. We can release it whenever we want. All right, cool. I guess. Well, all right. Well, how is everybody feeling? Oh, I'm great. I'm fantastic. How are I'm you so feeling, Ben? Yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm doing okay. This guy. What, what, what's up, this guy? Don't bring us down. Don't bring me down. Anyway, um, lovely to see y'all faces. Happy you guys are here. Hope you guys have had a great weekend so far, since yeah, you know we so always... so far. You know, you know. You know, record at the end oh, of the weekend. random shit. We totally went to a show. Oh, we did. We show did. So we went to the Anderson Pac show. Yeah. Um, at Northerly Island. Yo, that venue was sick. Have you been there, Ben? Not, not. I years. didn't mind the venue. I think it's it's been developed a lot more. Yeah, since it's like built it. out. They got seats. Oh, okay. there's yeah. screens and there's like beer everywhere. Yeah, the beer was fine. Um, the one thing I didn't like is that our original seats were um. In the back on the floor, I guess you could say. And there mm-hmm. was a ton of fucking bugs. We should have so, bought better seats. Um, we decided to go move and sit near my cousin. Um, I just love how I gloss, you know, just glossed over, glossed yeah. over that one. Um, and then um, no name was there. It was yep. fine. Um, one thing that I think Ty said that Eamon said um, it was about the sound. And you could not hear anybody from... Uh, no name. Originally said. No name. I couldn't hear her at all. Voice at all. There was that big hiccup yeah. where like the whole sound they is cut out. They fucked up her sound for sure. And then she pretty much had to redo that song. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I couldn't understand and then, like, what like, she was saying. And then saying I think uh, the drummer like hit something and knocked out his snare mic. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It was it was interesting, but no the name tried. She, she tried to uh, get the energy up, and I think she was feeling kind of you know mad about that because you can see like she's like, come on, Chicago, because. It's you know, Chicago. That's where yeah, she's from. It's her hometown. Exactly. Supposed like, to be going nuts for mm-hmm. her. Um, but other than that, it was a good show. Um, I'll be there at the end of the month to see Brandy Carlisle. Ooh. Um, should be a lot of lesbians there. Uh, <laughs> a lot of and, clit licking. Just uh, me and Christy looking for a third. So uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Plus ones. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get into this verse. Um, oh, wait, hold on. Ben, you went to the Vince Staples shit uh, what, a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. How was it? Uh, it, was, it was a good show. I, I think I was, I was saying it was it was kind of surprising. It was mm-hmm. actually like the third time I've gone to a Vince Staples show. Oh, shuck it, duck it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It Vince was, is good. It was at uh, this place, uh, House of Vans, which is kind of a small venue put on by 
bands, the shoe company. Um, but like it was it was a free event, so anyone could go and there like there was there was moshing at the <laughs> show. And I'm like nice. I've been to Vince Staples shows before. It's like this isn't like a rock concert. It's 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 not that kind of show. But people were and like fans it is. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we're we're teenagers and we're gonna do it, you know. I think that's just the way the, the teenagers do it. No, like the, the the kids go and they mosh now. Kids mosh when I was in high school. Maybe not a rock show or a rap, rap shows. shows not a but rap they definitely show. moshed. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that they moshed at rap shows. Not I've the seen, ones I went to. I've seen moshing at a Run the Jewels show. That's a, that's Run the Jewels. Yeah, you know rap. what I mean. Yeah, it's but, rap, but it's Run the Jewels. Like it's a different. Like you ain't gonna see moshing at a Nas show. <laughs> like that's a- <laughs> for sure. So I think this is a transition that we're seeing with friends the, with the newer artist. Yeah, I think we'll get more to that later. What's what's going on with this verse? All right, let's go and get into the verse. <laughs> Y'all know I gotta do it. All right, let's do it, Trusty. I'm All so right, ready. Ben, don't look at our screen. Yeah, I think uh, Cedric already looked at my screen. I did not. All right, here we go. I'm going to try and do this without the yeah, cadence as yeah, well. It's so hard. It's so hard to do. All right, here we go. So Had hard. hit records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo? I do not stay at it's the Drake. Intercontinental. Why are you always doing Drake line? <laughs> I had hit records on my demo. <laughs> Did y'all boys not get the memo? On this motherfucker. <laughs> Was it trophies? Yeah. Drake? That was so easy. I had hit records on my demo. Yes, I know that song immediately. Good. I knew your song immediately as well. Yeah. So it's Why are you always picking Drake? You are Canada's dick right now. You got to have a no Canada right now. <laughs> oh, no, that is you true. You got to stop with this. Can- you giving Canada love right now? Canceled. Canceler. I'm not canceled. Fucking canceled. Damn it. Yeah, you didn't even think about that, did you? No. God damn it. Because I Fuck was listening. Drake. <laughs> Real talk, son. Real talk. No, 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 no Drake until these finals are over. Um... We'll just pretend like you didn't use that verse. Well, it's all right. Sorry, my bad. Well, the thing is, because I was listening to that song and I remembered how. You listening du- to Drake? Drake. Well, it, came, it, came, it came up. It came up on the uh, on the playlist. Uh, Dude, I feel so bad. For goddamn listening. algorithms. Yeah, let's give Drake. It's funny because I listened to that same song this week. See? Really? <laughs> yeah. And then and, and then I was like thinking about what else was there? I was thinking about um, like other songs that I've listened to that have like some weird ass like I don't know. So, you know, radio stations in the Bay have put a Drake band on, out until oh, good. the finals are over. Um, and here we have a Chicago podcast where, you know, the two main people are from the Bay Area and we're just talking about Drake again. Transition! No, there's one other thing I wanted to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wanted to, to just uh, do a, a, another verse for fun. Okay, let's do that. Uh, it's just funny because I was listening to this song the other day and okay. I was just thinking about what happened to this guy and then... This song came up, and I was like, this happened to this guy. All right. All right, here we go. Ready. It goes, I'm a Mac on this hoe one time. Mac on this motherfucking hoe one time. I'm a Mac on this hoe one time. Mac on this motherfucking hoe one time. A, if you a pimp, break a bitch. See, I'm a Mac on this hoe one time. If you a pimp, break a bitch. I mean, I know it's a Southern rapper, and I fucking, I'm a Mac on this hoe. One time, right? Mm-hmm. That's the cadence, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking, who is I kind of said it in the cadence. I'll go in here. I see you looking, what you looking at. 
All out of pocket, ho, I'm taking that. You know the life? Bitch, I'm living that. Now do that 100-yard dash and run that money back. Oh, my God. I see your potential. Yeah, you full of that. Be my employee of the week. Make 100 racks. Were they from our... I'm in a bin. Are they from Atlanta? Fuck a lack. They from Base age pimping. Yeah, you heard of that. Actually, I don't even know where he's from. Mississippi. Let me look it up. Is it David Banner? No. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, 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 no. This song is also featuring Tyga and YG. (laughs) You're not going to know this at all. Um, I think... (laughs) I think I know that song, and I didn't like it, so I stopped listening to it. Like, what? I'm a Mac. I like I like that song uh, only for the fucking beat. Is is this? Uh, I'm gonna play it for is you. Is this a rich? It, <laughs> you said rich the kid? No, no, no. Rich what? A rich homie? No. <laughs> Yo, I have no idea, and I'm a Mac. On that hoe. One, one time. time. Mac on this motherfucking hoe. One time. I'm a Mac. I have no on idea. On this hoe. One time. With YG and who else? Uh, Tyga. See, that that cadence is a throwback to something else. <laughs> I know I've heard um, Big Crit use that cadence before. If not the exact same lyrics before. But it's not Big Crit. Yeah. You've heard the song before? Because yeah. I think I've, pl- I've played it for you. It's just funny. I love the beat to this song. I'm a Mac on this hoe one time. Mac on this motherfucking hoe one time. I'm a Mac. <laughs> it's Lil on this Twist. Hoe one time. Oh. Mac on this motherfucking hoe one time. Hey. If you a pimp, break a bitch. Like, I don't even know what that I'm means. I'm a Mac. I'm not a pimp, though. One you, time if you, you break a, pimp, a bitch, so you, you... Like, break her in? Yes. So you take her, you know, like, you, like you break a horse. You know, it's a wild mm-hmm. horse. Mm-hmm. Wow, that stallion, you ain't ready to get rode on. You sound like too short right now. <laughs> I mean, we are from Oakland. From the town, baby. <laughs> hey. You don't know this pimping game, baby. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. There was my fun for the day. You got two verses in. I see what you did there. See, when you control the board, you just get to, like, break all the fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right, well, let's get into this trending music. And it's not Drake. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's not Drake. But yes, trending music. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, trending music. So it looks like uh, the number one on the top 200 right now is Billie Eilish with her new album. Um, I did not listen to it because I had no clue who Billie Eilish was. Um, then I saw her on Ellen because sometimes I like to watch Ellen clips on YouTube. Billie Eilish? Yeah. She was number one when I was when I checked it. I checked it like a day ago, like on Friday. Do you not know who Billie Eilish is? Or I, I, am I, I know wrong? who Billie Eilish is. You're saying I'm um, wrong because I'm pretty sure the last chart that I checked. Last chart that I checked, there was 50 right? grams of my neck. Um, She's back at number one. That's what happened. Okay. okay. I'm like, this makes no sense. Yeah, she's back at number one. She's she was been on at the number three last weeks. week. Yes. And she's had nine weeks on the chart. So anyway. Yes. People yes, are yes, like yes. obsessed with this chick, and I don't know why. Um, yeah. I did listen to one song, and I was I was like okay with it. But she also has, for some reason, Kill Me, I don't know. I, I think she's like young too, but 
She's got some sex appeal. She's a teenager. She's got. She's some... like eighteen or something. No, she's not. She's a baby. Please tell me though. She's a baby. Oh, <laughs> she's a baby. Um, but no, yeah. No, no, no. She, she's number oh, one. Oh God, she's fucking seventeen. She's seventeen. Oh, she's got sex appeal. No, she's she sexy. Doesn't. No, she's seventeen. <laughs> well, you could marry her in some states. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> but yeah, so she's back at number one. Um, the, the week previous, Igor took number one over DJ Khaled. They do the number two, and oh boy, was DJ Khaled pissed the fuck off! Right? I heard that he went into uh, Epic or whatever, or whoever the hell. Yeah, he was mad at the label. Epic. Yeah, like what the fuck? You guys didn't do this for me, which I thought talked uh, spoke numbers to or volumes to. Um, the fact that the label is, is the only thing that puts you on number one. Like, it's all, it's, it's not, like, people, is, is it number, is it really, like, people listening? Is it really, though? I mean. Or is it just money where people just spin your shit 20,000 times? That, there, there is something you said for, shit. like, the promotion. You remember, uh, geez, it was, like, Views, right? They came Fucking out and, views. and it was just, hey, like. no more Drake! I'm just, I fucked up already. I'm Stop. saying that it was plastered <laughs> everywhere. You got in the Spotify and it was like, hey, check this yes, out. Hey, it was. check this out. It, hey, was. Check this out. it was like the top of like the, what's trending in music now? What's hot? What should you be listening to? Father of was, and was up there too, pop- though. Exactly. But if you guys so notice something, something Nas said, mm. or not Nas said, I'm sorry. I'll take that back. It was not Nas. It was, um, it was, uh, uh, um. and the 21 Savage song featuring <laughs> J. Cole. Okay. J. Cole said a line where he's talking about um, they faking their streams getting plays from machines. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Right? See? So is it labels See? actually? Is he mad that the label is not just having machines? Where's the machines stream at? Stream the record to get it to number one. So I don't know. He said it. But apparently, Igor, like Tyler and Father, and Father and Khaled have the same label. So, and Tyler was went number one. So did they put the machine behind Tyler and not behind him? Or like, what? It, it was can we say close. that? Can we say that like? It was extremely close. And looking at the results from Billboard for the week following, where like you said, Billie Eilish went back up to number one, and then Father of Assad is two, and Igor is three. My thought is looking at how the change was from the first week to the second week was that Igor was pushed more by physical sales. If you remember, Igor had 73,000 oh, yeah. physical sales. Thousand physical sales. Mm-hmm. So, so it wasn't as big That's on the streaming. Organic. Yeah. So that first week with those physical sales, you're going to get a bump. So you're right. going to be up higher. There's going to be more of a drop-off once those bundle deals are already sold and all those numbers are already counted. So then the streams are going to be what carries you. Didn't uh, Father of Assad have a bundle? Of course, but it was not nearly as successful as Igor, mm. hence the 73 thousand physical units sold. So that's that's just me speculating on how the movement of the charts was. Igor was pushed more by hardcore fans going out buying it and buying the merch that was with the bundles. Father Side is being pushed more on streams. Got it. Interestante. Uh, and then oh go ahead. One thing. Did did either of you happen to see uh DJ Khaled on Saturday Night Live? No. no. So he was I mean yes. Yes. Yeah. Of course you saw. 
I think that was the the finale. The, the, yeah, season finale. Um, and I was kind of surprised because DJ Khaled is a DJ. You yeah. know, I was like, okay, a DJ is the musical guest. So <laughs> he 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 brought on like the people that did music or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was it was kind of ridiculous. Like in the end, it was like he he brought out like Lil Wayne and SZA. Meek Mill, yeah, SZA, like just like an all star cast. And mm-hmm. It was just and it fell flat. I mean, it was, this was him showing. It was like, I know these people. I'll bring them out. Like, you, you're going to have to listen. You're going to have mm-hmm. to love because I got all these people. But in the end, like, Father Vassad was just, you know, it was just like a, a stack of It's like with every other project that he had is just not as good as every other project that he had. I mean, it's not like a really, it's not a cohesive thing. No, it's just like, never there never are. It, it's usually like the, the, B, the B-sides from a bunch of, Artists, you know, like people will get together and then like, like a oh, DJ yeah, or whatever, they'll make some songs and they're like, oh man, this one's hot. This one's got to be on my album. And it's like, this one's kind of okay. It's like, Actually, I don't know if I agree with that. I think, I think that some, most of the artists do give him good ones, good um, verses and give him like, it's not their B sides because they know that he's always going to have the hits. However, I think this, I would agree with that for this particular project. I, and I think that part of it is like beast. Like when I say B sides, it's not necessarily bad. Yeah, just but like a the, lot of times it's like that, it's the stuff that doesn't fit. They didn't make their album. album. Yeah, yeah. They it's, didn't match the cohesion or the thing that they were reaching right. for for that album. So, they so they're like, oh, him. all right, was still a good song, but it didn't hit my album. So let's make it work. But I mean, for the most part, whenever I hear Khaled talk about these things, it's always him. Like he's producing these records, and so uh... not not in the sense not <laughs> he's not in, a beat in the, maker in the sense that Quincy produces things. You mean like executive producer? Yes, kind of. yes. Okay. He 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 gets the musicians in a room and a says, producer. "Let's do this. Let's that's make a, a song that's about a producer. this." Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, it I is. mean, he's not a that's a producer. Hip hop has taken the term producer and and, and confuse it with com- beat maker. Yeah, exactly. It's not the same thing. It's, it's not, not the same. Not the same. Not at all. I think Ben's giving me a face like he doesn't agree. I didn't think we were going to spend this much time on trending music, but yeah. Um, I was just going to say... Um, you were going to say something. I don't then, know. You and just, then you stopped and thought. Yeah, because you, you told me to cut some off. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, now I just lost my thoughts. So all right. there it is. Cool. Uh, I'm going to jump into this cafe thing. Don't rush me. I just did. We still have Old Town Road on. As it's number still number one. one. Cool, great. <laughs> it's probably going to be ten weeks again. I wonder be, when that's going to fall off. Which will be yeah. the longest number one of the year. Probably, I think so. Hmm. All right, now we can jump into hip hop right. because I'm just a control freak. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he cut off one of my topics. I had to do it. All right, here we go. Hip hop cafe. The metronome still in there? Yeah, the metronome. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, go here. Click, 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 click. Hey. <laughs> All right, let's get into this hip hop cafe. We are going to be talking about Denzel Curry. Yes. Um, his album is titled Zoo. 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 Um, let's go ahead and get into it. Cedric, I'll let you start. 
Zoo, Denzel Curry, if you don't know, is a rapper out of Carroll City, Miami, Florida. Like Trusty said, his latest project is called Zoo, which is an homage to the town where he is from. Mm -hmm. I guess they call it the zoo down there. Um, With the two U's. Um, This is his fourth studio album. Believe it or not, I mean, dude's not even that old. Um, And he's already put out four projects. Um... 24 years old. He's already got four full-length projects under his belt. Incredible. Um, but yeah, I was pretty excited about this one. Um, random fact, actually, uh, Denzel Curry recorded a song in this very studio with Ty. Yes. Yay! And so this is a young man that I'm actually very excited about. Um, I think the first time I heard of him was probably about four years ago. Um, I am the ultimate, um, the ultimate. Yeah. And just like, he was fucking, got this crazy style, crazy energy. He was a young guy who was on the SoundCloud shit, but he still had bars and he still kind of had a purpose with his music. So I always listen to his products when they come out. This one kind of came out of nowhere a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did drop Ricky, which kind of came out of nowhere because he just released Taboo not that long ago. Um, so I wasn't expecting a full length. And I mean, full length is a kind of a stretch. I and mean, this thing is less than half an hour long. But it is, a, you know, a bunch of songs that he put together. And I think I sent you guys this, like, as soon as it dropped, I, li- I put it on. And I was, like, three songs in. I'm like, yo, this is, sounds like fucking summer. This sounds like summertime. Mm-hmm. Riding in a car with the top down, windows down. It just kind of reminds me of, oh, my God, I wish it was hotter outside. Because, you know, Chicago this year has been pretty fucking shitty. Yeah. Uh, but overall, first listen through, I, I enjoyed it. You know, it definitely wasn't a super deep album where he's talking about super deep uh, subject matter. You know, he's not trying to change the world. He's not trying to... Yeah, it wasn't like Taboo. It wasn't like Taboo that really touched on some, some deeper um, ideas. Mm-hmm. This one was more just like fucking have some fun. Right. This one, it was definitely more upbeat. Um, interesting fact, he's on tour right now with Billie Eilish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, nice. Interesting. Um, I'm also looking at his numbers for this album, and a lot of the cuts from this already has upwards of 2 million. Two, like, I mean, of course, Ricky's got 10 million plus plays, but Zoo, Automatic, Speedboat, Wish, Birds, all, well, Zoo, Automatic, Speedboat, and Wish all have, on average, probably about 3.5 million views. And this is on what platform? Spotify. Spotify, gotcha. Just interesting to me yeah. because you don't, you normally see... Um, well, one, I don't think Denzel Curry... When I think about Denzel Curry, I still think of him as a slightly underground... Like, he's just surfaced. Yes. You know what I mean? He's not, like, up there with everyone else, but, he's, but people in the hip-hop community at least know who he is. But if he's also touring with Billie Eilish, that might be mean I don't have as big of a view as I think I have um, because Billie Eilish is everywhere. But I don't think you're wrong to say that he's still yeah. kind of underground. Okay. Um, if you were to walk down the street and just survey 100 people and be like, do you know who Denzel Curry is? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure about 80 of them would say no. Right. At least 80 of them would say no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is interesting to me because... But that's what makes it interesting because a, a lot of times these these rappers don't get that many plays off of their like album cuts, and every other song on here like Automatic Speedboat, all those are are like album cuts because those are like the meat and potatoes of the album. Right. So t- 
to have two million plays on those or plus or three point five on average is interesting. Yeah, I, and I, I just spit, I just did you guys hear I said that I bit my tongue as I said interesting. 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 Oh, <laughs> that should hurt. I, I anyway. think the. One thing about the album is like a lot of the songs they kind of stand by themselves. For sure, like it's not like a specific stories being told throughout right. the album. It's just like a feeling, you know. Yep. So this, I'm just gonna throw this out there, guys, because this is when I thought when I listened to this album, another album came to mind. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember FM by Vince Staples? Yes. Yeah. This album has a very FM feel. Just like a Florida feel instead of an LA feel. Yeah. Gotcha. Like a summer album you play in your car. There's even that one random uh, skit on the album where they're like playing something on the radio, mm. which is kind of a theme that they had going through FM. FM. And so that's just, I got, I was listening to it, I'm like, damn, this is like, this is like a Southern FM. So, you know, props out to Finn Staples again, you know. <laughs> yeah, I down. mean, but yeah, I, I I like how every song on here does stand alone on its own, but also flows conceptually, or not even conceptually. Eh. Like, I guess that it, there is a concept if you're trying to go from, like, the zoo. Like, you, you're explaining what the zoo is from the first track. You go into Ricky, and then you go into all these, like, other songs. Like, the, the flow musically, I think, is there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... It's 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 fun and easy to listen to. It's a quick listen. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're just starting off the top of the album, we got Zoo. Uh, it's it's it sounds good. I mean, it's it's a good introduction to his city. If you don't know what the fuck it's about, you know, first line he says, "Rep your set." Like, all right, the song is Zoo. The album's called Zoo. First thing I'm gonna let you know is I'm gonna rep my set. Uh, and again, it's it's pretty fucking sl- short. A lot of these songs are pretty short. Some of these songs he only has one verse on. Yeah. And after Zoo, it goes into Ricky, which we talked about before. I mean, about his dad. And then Wish. I fucking love the song Wish. Mm. I, it's just like, she's gonna bust it open for a nigga and designer. It's, 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 it's a poppy kind of tune, but it just feels good. It's just one of those songs you put on and it just, What's a smile I think on that, that goes to the sample. I was going to ask you, what is the sample? I don't know. Please Your tell me you know. Wish Please tell me you know. Is my command. I um. Please tell me you know. I was. It's it's literally that is in my notes. Ask Tressy what the sample. I is. know. I know the song. <laughs> I know the song. But yeah, um, I mean, the sample. It's like this. Lakeside, album, your wish, or is it no? I'm gonna have to find it. Okay. But this this album as a whole, I think, starting at at Wish, after the first two songs, it definitely you can it reeks of Southern artist influence, um, not in a bad way though. Whether it's 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 the drums, whether it's the way the samples are are put in there, a, a lot of this album, I think, shows a lot of his his influences, his Southern influence. Gotcha. I found the sample. What is it? It's a BBQ and BB and Q band, and then it um, goes to this is the. Yeah. Seems like a deep cut. Yeah. That's random. I don't. You guys have never heard this song. I do not know this song. I didn't know who it was, but. But you know the song. Yeah. 
Yeah, you don't know this? Shit, no. All right, well, I've heard the song before. I'm not good with, like, knowing all of, like, sample, like, the the, the name of this, uh, the band for those ones. But, yeah, I know I, I've heard that before on, like, 98.1 Kiss FM when it was Kiss FM back home. And, but anyway, yeah, uh... That song was cool. I liked it. I I started listening to it. So I've listened to this album through and through a couple of times. And I kept thinking, like, yeah, this is his, like, I'm trying to see if I can get this out in, like, the club or at the pool parties and shit. Like, pool she party, gonna bust it up sure. before then in designer. And I was trying to think. I was like, this sounds a little forced. And then, I saw, like, when I first heard it, I I was like, this is forced. And Ooh, I wish they could have... <laughs> I was just like I, I hope I wish that this would would have had a different cadence or something to it maybe and then I started listening to it more and it grew on me but like my initial first impression on the song was I, I was like uh, really? alright yeah all right. maybe it's because I knew the sam- sample and like I knew the way this, the song sounded and I, and I liked that sample and then I just wasn't really impressed initially with how he decided to get go on it but it grew on me so I'm good with it no, for sure. I mean, and something that is also apparent in Denzel Curry's sound is mm-hmm. that Florida sound, which we talked about with XXXTentacion, mm-hmm. how it kind of blends the lines of, like, hip-hop and, like, rock or punk rock, how there's some songs that are just, like, made for SoundCloud where they're, like, super compressed vocals, <laughs> yeah. turned all the way the fuck up. Uh-huh. Um where kids might be moshing at a show, you know? <laughs> um, and just that whole style of, it's rap, but I'm still going to scream on this track. Like, I'm still going to give you that energy. Um, mm-hmm. What was I mean, he, he does that with his voice sometimes, too. Where he'll, Sometimes he'll sound super clean, and then yeah. he'll kind of add that raspy yeah. just to put emphasis on certain kinda words. Kind of like, stop parts. this, you not. Exactly. <laughs> Danny Brown. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like, you know, the last song, I think, just definitely reeks of that. The, yeah. whole, the whole PAT thing. We're just like, oh, oh, like I'm all no more. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, bro, like, this is a rap song or this is a rock song? What the fuck are you doing? You loved it, though. I do. Yeah. I do. And it's and it's it's definitely a Florida thing because X was, I mean, X had that. Like, his mm-hmm. his his shit definitely had the screamingness and then he had the singy songy stuff and then he had the rap stuff. So it's, it's mm-hmm. cool to see this variation in the sound coming out of Florida. Yeah. Uh, I um, liked. What Sorry. I gotta say, one thing about that in a, I think it was like Carol Mart. He has a line where he says, "Put date on the map," and I was like, "Somebody already did that, bro." Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's true. You got the person that put him on the map <laughs> right. on there. Well. <laughs> I think Trick actually put him on. Isn't Trick from Day uh, Yeah, like yeah. Oh. Trick was even before that. He even before Rick gave Ross. a shout out. He yeah, gave a shout well, out. Well, that's what Katrina. I was gonna say is that I think he he. What I like about this album is one, he's giving, he's paying homage to his parents. Two, he's paying homage to the people that raised him musically. Like, in, he's talking about um, in one line he says, "I'm I'm Wu Tang mixed with Dipset or and some. I think it was some Outcast. What did he say? Outcast mixed with Dipset. I don't remember. He wasn't even shit yet. Yeah, but yeah, he was just like paying homage to like what he learned. You know what I mean? So I just like I I love when people understand where they come from. 
So that was cool. I, I do have to say about the song with Rick Ross since we brought it up. Yeah. I fucking wish he went Super Saiyan on that beat. That beat to me is crazy dope. I love the synth. Just the crazy. <laughs> like it, it's hard. You. Interesting. I, 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 I love that weird I'm kind of. I'm not sure if I like the way you did that. Well, I mean, of course not. <laughs> Don't start no more beating. Anyway, it's hard, but his energy on that song actually, I don't think matches the mm-hmm. energy of the beat. Hmm. Um, I love Rick Ross's verse. I just, I mean, Rick Ross just sounds good rapping on a beat. It's just, yeah, his voice is just, it sounds so good. I don't give a <laughs> fuck what he's saying. He could be saying rape little girls. It's fine. No, no, he could. No, he could be. He could be. He's no. not. But I just love how he says. Whatever no. the fuck is he's saying. No, no, I'm sorry. Go. No, that's fine. Anyway, <laughs> I, I love how he says what he says, right? Yeah. But God damn it. Why didn't Denzel go Super Saiyan on that song? I fucking wish he did. I wish he, like, either rapped faster, switched his cadence up, did his little <clears throat> voice, something. Right. I needed more on that song. Um, but yeah, Rick Ross did his thing. Yeah. Rick Ross did his thing. Um. Ooh. I like the the yo. <laughs> that was pretty oh, funny. Oh my shit was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yo, watch watch this. Watch, watch this. Watch this. Hey bro, how you doing? Yo, yo. I'm about to bring. I'm gonna bring the uh, the, the girl. Like yo, what the fuck you doing? No, no, no. But I'm I'm gonna bring that one little baby that you like. Yo, yo. <laughs> how your mama? Your mama good? Yo, yo, yo. Go? yo. He doesn't say yup. He says yo. 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 He doesn't say yo. yup. Yo. You, you know what's so funny about yo. you? You stick with whatever you first say. Not always. Yes. I change my mind all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. I used to like Barack Obama. Oh! I change all the time. Um, all right. But going back to Zoo. Yeah, yo, was fucking hilarious. Um, man, I mean, I mean, overall, this is He even isn't... had a sn- Sam's uh, sneak on there, which is, I feel like he's pretty, a uh, pretty... Um, popular DJ um, in Florida. I mean, he's been on some Wale joints and stuff. He's he's part of Maybach Music, I believe. He's he's uh, Rick Ross's DJ, so it's just it's just a, a nice homage to where he comes from. Um, and overall, I actually enjoyed the project. It was it was very easy to listen to all the way through. Um, my favorite song is the first song. I think you Zoo. fuck with Zoo. I fuck with Zoo. Nice. I just like the energy of that song a lot. Um, I like how it starts off very, very soft and then just goes into the zoo, zoo, zoo. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, yeah, I, I don't mind it. I create it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm right there with you. It's, it's obviously not, oh my God, this is his best album. This is a classic album. It's not a classic album. It's not going to go down, I think, as one of his best albums. No, but it's a Because he's only one. 24 and he's... Got a Still long, a good piece of work. He has a long, long career ahead of him. And this is promising to me. This is him moving in the right direction. It's a solid, like you said, it's a solid piece of work. And yeah, I, I fuck with Denzel Hart. I, I would definitely create this shit. Cool. You got any comments, mister? All right. Well, that was the Hip Hop Cafe. You guys know you love that beat. All right. That it's is... grown on you. You know it. Yeah, something like grown ass beat. 
<laughs> All right, let's talk about some news. All right. All right. Um, um, so you guys all know who Sean Carter is, right? No, who's that? Also known as Jay-Z. No, who's that? Uh, you know, Jigga this Man? guy who started from the Marcy Projects. No, who's that? Selling drugs. No, who's that? And then he went on to become hip-hop's first billionaire. Oh, you mean Beyonce's wife? Wife. Or her <laughs> you wish Beyonce had a wife. Dude, I wish I was her wife. <laughs> like, oh, she's part of the team. Uh, it's Beyonce's funny because, because like, you know, from, from Jay-Z's start, of his career. Who? Um, <laughs> you know, Mike he, Jones. No, he sorry. always felt the need to have his own brand and his own image instead of promoting someone else's. Um, he created Rockefeller Records and released his music on it, part of the label that he owned. He wore Rockaware. He, he owned the, the clothing company that he, he, he rocked. Um, he made Doucet. <laughs> so he could drink his own liquor. Um, he also, if you guys remember, there was a whole controversy with Chris Stahl back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And they got racist. And so what did he do? He made his own fucking champagne. Ace of spades. Uh, and then he also made his own uh, sh- streaming service title to put his own music on. And so if you take all of these things together with a bunch of his other investments, whether it be real estate or other businesses like Uber... This man is now currently worth a billion dollars. First hip-hop entertainer to do it. Mm-hmm. And it, they said, um, if you're thinking about, wait, hold on. Dr. Dre said he was one. Well, he came in just shy of a billion dollars because um, when he sold Apple, or sold Beats to Apple, um, after taxes and shit, it came just shy of a billion. So yeah, he, he wasn't, yeah, he didn't make it, so. Yeah. Womp, 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 And he womp. couldn't fucking make an extra hundred million dollars real quick? No, he couldn't. He was just shy. In the but, Forbes thing, it says that the billion is their conservative estimate. So right. my initial thought was like, well, they're probably juicing the numbers because it's a good story. It's like, it seems like they they really yeah. waited for it to hit that valuation. They did because they could have r- jumped the gun and said it was Dr. Dre when that initially dropped, when that deal. But they knew like, eh. you know, I, if, if it's one thing, Forbes, I, I I will trust you when you say someone is worth a certain amount of money because you've been doing this for a very long time. Maybe not your, you know, photographers. Oh, I'm sorry, that was GQ. That was GQ. Yeah, <laughs> that was GQ. <laughs> Weirdo. Uh, the, the one thing that stood out a lot to me is that um, the, his his music catalog was was uh, valued at 75, 75 million. Yeah. So, like, his music, 14 albums, right? That was considered less than a tenth of his net worth. Yeah, it's it was it was very yeah. interesting. They said if the billionaires in the world, only a handful of them are actually entertainers. Yeah. Like entertainers very rarely enter the billionaire world. Even though in your mind, when you think of the richest people, when you look on the sidelines of finals games, you see a bunch of entertainers, actors. Uh, musicians, but those aren't the motherfuckers really making the money. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the motherfuckers pushing the NBA players. It's the owners. <laughs> the owners. It's that shit was so pissed. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about when uh, one of the owners of the Warriors pushed Kyle Lowry. Now, I am not a fan of the Raptors. However, I am a fan and advocate for 
um, us not treating the players like fucking animals and like go play boys. You know what I mean? So that was some bullshit. He got and fined. I feel, I feel not as harsh for that guy. He just had the dude totally pummel into him, and he was just kind of like, no, he he did not pummel into him. He was on the side of it. He reached over and pushed Kyle. Okay. Yeah, like it was bad. It was. It was. If you if you watch it, Kyle Lowry is like two seats away from him. There's him, a woman, and then another dude. Kyle Lowry gets into the other dude, and the woman stand. And then the guy reaches over because the woman stands up. The guy reaches over and pushes Kyle, and says some shit. And that's when Kyle gets up and's like, "What the fuck." So yes, he needed to be fucking banned and he needed to be fined. He got for banned. Sure. He got banned for the rest of the finals, I think. What's or a year, fine? I think. What's Actually, his fine? $500,000. <laughs> yeah, I know to a billionaire. That's what uh Snoop I think was on uh ESPN, he was just like, "Yo, they should have fined him more. That that is chump shame to him." But um he apologized or whatever and all that bullshit. Oh, that's but, nice. But yeah, tangent. Um but yeah, congrats to you, Jay-Z, for being the first uh, hip-hop billionaire. Uh, thank you for doing it. I'm not even sure if we should even call you a hip-hop billionaire because, uh, no, we'll take it. I'll take it. It's, it is hip-hop. It's hip-hop as fuck. It's mm-hmm. hip-hop, for sure. But he didn't make it. He did. Oh, well, he did. Yeah, he, did. He, used, he, did. he used hip-hop to, he used hip-hop to build to get, his brand. Build it. Yes. It is. It yeah. is It'd just be interesting to hip-hop. be like, yo, hip-hop, all my money comes from, from this. It's like well, from no. my music. That'd be cool, but like it's not realistic at all. Definitely not. I mean, the music industry as a whole is capped out at a few billion dollars. You know what I mean? It's Faux show. It's yeah. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> but yeah, this man amasses wealth thanks to hip hop. Yeah. Um, also in other news, his um little brother, Kanye West, was on David Letterman and he was on that Netflix show. Um, my next guest does not need a uh not need an introduction, whatever the hell it's called. Um, it was a very interesting talk. You got to see his weird ass house um, that has no color in it. Um, the lights, though. The lights, though. You like the lights? I'm just, that was his, one of his big focuses. Was the oh, lights. okay. Gotcha. I was <laughs> um, <laughs> just like, okay, cool. Um, and then um, you also got to see David Letterman try and look like a homeless man, which was. Interesting. He didn't look that bad. I didn't like what he had on. I think what he picked at the end wasn't that bad. I'm no. not a I'm not a fan of Yeezy. I'm not clothing. a fan of Yeezy clothing. I mean, at, it doesn't. Well. It's yeah, it's, it's not dad bod clothing. Yeah, and which I mean, you know, to each his own. It's just not my my cup of tea. Um, the one thing I wanted to point out though, I was like, I really liked the way he talked about being bipolar and talked about. Um, how people treat you and how the hospitals treat you. Um, I thought it was very interesting for him to say, like, you know, they they remove everyone from you. Right. And when you're in a manic state and you need someone to trust and you only want that one person you trust. They need to be there. They need to be there and they don't give that to you. So he, the, the way that he was advocating for the way that they treat people like him, um, I was, it was like reminiscent of his, the him Advocating for black people. Of course, halfway through that, he went into some things about, you know, you know, being um, part of a monolithic thought and all that other shit. And he doesn't like to use the word important. And 
all this other stuff like that. But I, I think what really stood out to me was, was really clear-headed was the way that they treat bipolar people and, and how that should change. Yeah, I mean, he... Very insightful, at least. He, I did appreciate the way he did talk about mental health and putting a human face on it. And even challenging the audience to say, well, y'all like all this crazy music and this crazy artwork. Well, a lot of that shit comes from crazy, crazy people. people. Right. So, you know, don't look down on us. Mm-hmm. We're here. We exist. And, you know, and, and I think it's a way of almost taking what someone might look at as a disability and looking at it as an advantage. Like he said on Ye, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's his superpower, right? right. I mean— Regardless of how you feel about Kanye West, when you do have some type of ailment, whether it be physical or mental, finding a way to flip that into a positive should be seen as something positive. Mm -hmm. And he makes a point that we all benefit from those people who have these types of ailments. And it could be someone that you know. I mean, I've I've, I've known someone who's Mm -hmm. dealt with this. And I, I know how those moments can get really tense. Mm-hmm. And he even talked about how his um, situation wasn't as bad as how other people's situation. And something that I think should be talked about more is how he was talking about, well, I have the Rolls Royce of, of health insurance. Right. So I get the best doctors. I get the best medicine. Right. So do you, Letterman. Like, you you get the best of everything. Yeah, they so, come to my house. Like, so you're... Yeah. You're talking about, oh, I've dealt with this too. It's like, yeah, but you got the best. Mm-hmm. There's people out there who don't have that. And I think it was pretty insightful that he even um, low-key was calling out the um, the whole medical establishment mm-hmm. and how there's two tiers to this system. Right. And how he's very fortunate to have medicines that make him fat. Or, oh, it's making me fat. We'll switch you to something else. You know, right. and he's able to do that. So um, he, he actually got into some stuff. Yeah, yeah that, some that's stuff. why I was like, uh, that's why I was super just like, oh, this is interesting. Like, I was kind of hesitant to watch it at first because I didn't want it to be more like Walt Disney talk or whatever. But, um, yeah, that that was that was very refreshing to hear, and it was very very um, reminiscent of you know Bush doesn't care about black people. Yeah, I mean, and so. he even talked about some lighthearted stuff that we, yeah. I thought was just really good. It was I awesome mean, too. The fact that he freestyles to his kids. Yeah, you know? I mean. I think Letterman did a great job with the interview. I mean, just watching the interview, and I think the way... I I don't know if you read it the same way, but it seemed like the interview was their first meeting, mm-hmm. and then they, they, they did... Then the, they went to the... They went to his house after mm-hmm. the interview happened. Yeah. And so, the way he starts off the interview with it being super lighthearted, talking about kids, and then he just, boom, hits him with a mom. Mm-hmm. So you lost your mom, and it kind of goes into this deep stuff. Yeah. Um... And then it got super deep and emotional. I was like, oh, shit, you know. And then it pivoted again to, about, okay, let's talk about your music. Something you feel really comfortable about. So I think I think the interview was was conducted yeah, he, very well. He, he He's definitely a, uh, an OG in this game and yeah. understands how to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was that was dope. It was dope to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kanye, being Kanye, man. Yeah, man. Um, moving on, we had, like, some Meek Mill. He got a new hearing. That's right. Oh yeah, Meek Mill. So, um, shouts out to him. Yeah, uh-huh. so you know Meek Mill is over here um, and granted a new hearing in Pennsylvania 
um, not like a new court hearing. It's actually going to be going um, in front of the Pennsylvania Superior Court. Um, so after legal battles and calls for the judge of his old case, Brinkley, to recuse herself, Meek's legal team, um, they finally won something. Um, so she's going to actually be removed, so brand new judge. And the only officer who testified in Meek Mill's case also has had his credibility credibility questioned, and some of the cases that he was involved with have been already overturned. So this could potentially be Meek Mill being let off, complete, not let off, but having the case be reviewed and be shown to be bullshit, and he could right. be let off completely. Yeah. Yeah. Com- they they've been waiting, like er, they've they've been resisting reviewing his case. Yes, specifically his case. Right. Yes. yes. It was like all the, all these other people, but something about Meek Mill. They were like, we we don't want to do that. And um, I thought that. Mm, my thought about this case was kind of similar to what you were saying about um, the healthcare, like the access to the best doctors. Like Meek Mill, at this point, he's got access to great lawyers and whatever. Right. And if you think about, like, he knows how, a billionaire. How hard <laughs> it was of. for him to get this thing. <laughs> right. With, right. With such obvious problems with the, right. the case, it's like if he was, if he didn't ha- have money, it's like man, he, like he'd just be stuck. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be even worse. It'd be what, what happens today, every day, all day. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. So sad. Yeah, I started watching that, that documentary on, on, on Netflix. When, you, when they see us? Yeah. It's, it's not a docu... It's a... Yeah. It's or a whatever. Docu- docu- docu-series docu- or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's... Anyway, I shouldn't I have watched that. I watched two episodes while I was getting my hair done yesterday. Yeah. Depressing as fuck. Yeah, a lot of people keep telling me that how I've I've I'm going to watch it, Bruh. but I just haven't gotten myself. Bro, it's to depressing it. as fuck, and yeah. I mean I still recommend because it, it did no, happen. No, for sure. The only reason why it's I like w- watching Roots, yeah. like you fucking hate <laughs> yeah. that shit, but you're like fuck, it happened. Um, the reason why <laughs> I'm, I'm telling everybody to watch it because this is finally coming from them and right. not from anyone else. Right. Like everything else, the Central Park Five has had has removed the humanity from it. And so this is the one time where you actually get to see the humanity. So you guys definitely need to go go watch that. I promise I'll watch it soon. Yeah. Um, last thing we want to talk about. Last um, thing. Go ahead, Seth. You can go ahead and introduce it. Um, so according to Gizmodo, if you guys don't know what that Gizmodo. is, go check it out. Um, YouTube has chosen not to take action against right-wing video personality Steven Crowder after Vox host Carlos Maza posted clips of Crowder repeatedly harassing him with derogatory, anti-gay, and racist statements, which Mazza says resulted in hordes of Crowder's fans doxing him and subjecting... Subjecting. Subject. What the fuck is subjecting? <laughs> subjecting him to abuse on social media. So this case has been ongoing, and this whole issue has been ongoing for some time now. This is kind of just when it's reached ahead for this specific situation. But... Yeah, I would love to talk through some of this with y'all. Um, censorship on YouTube, doxing, harassment. Does it have a place on the internet? Yeah, this, that's it's an interesting and um, very, I, I would say like controversial um, subject um, because we're dealing with our f- free speech here, you know, and our free sh- free speech is our first fresh, our fresh fresh. <laughs> Um, our free free speech is being um, called into question here when 
when it's dealing with these these um, private platforms that we all use, you know, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of that. I mean, it can even possibly go into, you know, podcasting and, and stuff like that. So, um, I don't know. I mean, on the moral side, you want these people to not be able to to incite or or plant the seed of hate in other people. However, the Constitution says that we all have have a right to to speak our mind. Um, so I mean, even even with the First Amendment, there are limits, mm-hmm. right? So you can't go into a crowded theater and yell fire, right? Like you, you right. can't do that. You you can't call on. Um, to bring harm to someone else, mm-hmm. right? So you can't um, incite violence to another person. Right. Um, but pretty much besides that, yeah, you can say whatever the fuck you want. But the question is where can you say whatever the fuck you want? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's the big issue with, with this story and the issue that a lot of platforms like, you know, Facebook, Google, Twitter have been having issues with. Right. They have terms of service. They do. And so they, you know, and that was the big issue with 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 this specific incident was it seemed obvious to most people that the YouTube's terms of service were were breached. And mm. that uh the guy was talking about calling him all types of names. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and and he Derogatory was derogatory for sure. Uh, you know pretty much making fun of him for being gay, mm-hmm. the way he ate and yada, 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 which appeared to be going against the terms of service for YouTube. But YouTube didn't take his videos down. Now, there are a group of people who are saying they didn't take it down because, you know, Crowder has millions of subscribers and mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's a big face on YouTube. Right. But they did demonetize him. So they didn't take him down. But they did demonetize him and all of his videos. But there's a, there's, a, there's an issue I have with that. Um, the issue I have with this whole situation is they have a terms of service, which appears to be transparent because we can read it. But when it's actually being acted upon, it seems to just be happening indiscriminately. So because of what happened with this guy, they didn't, de- they didn't remove him. They demonetized him. And then YouTube made changes to the algorithm. And now they're demonetizing a lot of other videos. Demonetizing means what it means, right? Like you it can't, means make, can't money make money off money You cannot make money. Got it. I'm it, just making sure because yep. sometimes, I think one time I, I read something where it seemed like it could have been interpreted some other way where okay. demonetized could have meant something different. But I think it means that you can't make money off of right. that so, particular and, stream. And, or... and the reason why YouTube does that is because YouTube makes money on ads. If it's like what happened on Fox News with Sean Hannity, you know, somebody says some shit and they're like, oh my God, we have to pull our ads from this show. And then eventually if the show loses sponsors, the show will go down. So that's the thought of demonetizing videos on YouTube is if you take the revenue from these videos down, potentially it could kill the channel. Um, but my issue is, again, the algorithm is stupid. We talked about it on a previous episode, how these algorithms are made by white men for white men, so they're inherently prejudiced. And so when you apply an algorithm 
to billions of hours of video, you're going to pull out things that might be saying, yo, Crowley is a piece of shit because he did this, this, and this, but because it flags the word, you know, you talking about someone else, your video might get demonetized, even if you're just reporting on someone's harassment or reporting mm-hmm. on someone someone's derogatory remarks. So that's that's where there's a flaw in this in in the whole system. I I could see that, but um you you could just take the approach like, hey, we we're trying to fix this thing. We have unintended consequences. Let's fix that too, if it happens. Cause you could take that approach like, hey, we shouldn't do this. You might accidentally do that. And I was like, well, let's see what happens. And if it does, let us know and we'll just keep working at it. Cause it's not like things just happen and then like we're only gonna make one change this year. Like you keep working at it and yeah. trying to fix it. It's it's just I think for me, it's I just wanna know flat out in plain English from Google, from Twitter, whoever, if they're going to be taking people off or demonetizing people, like their process just needs to be clear. You know what I mean? Like there just needs to be a, you did this, so then this happens. And this is how we decided it. So that when Like get some linguists and some lawmakers or something like that in there to like figure out what that clear line is. I think... I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> it's always going to be a troubling thing because in the end, you need a human to make the decision. Yeah. Right. So we we all don't follow the same logic. And then um, additionally, it's just an incredible volume of yes. stuff. Like one of the things that happens, uh, the problems with this is, well, this guy, uh, Crowder, mm-hmm. uh, he has 4 million subscribers. Yep. So he he can sort of put this idea out there. It's like, hey, doesn't that person suck? And then that, that like a comment like that could generate a thousand followers to report on something that is not an issue. So it, one of the things that happens, this happens all over these internet platforms, is that having a volume of people to go after something, like eventually it's a numbers game. You'll get somebody to make the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. So if you can get tons of people to have to review a thing, you can get convince somebody to make the wrong decision. And either just a mistake or you just connect with somebody that also is thinking, you know, in this sort of a bad way. You know, right. they're, they're also like, hey, there's nothing wrong with white supremacists, you know, right. kind of thing. I think that that's why it's 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 very crucial to understand that not everyone needs a voice and it sucks because everyone has a voice uh or not everyone needs a soapbox um and i don't know like i I, it makes me think about like when i heard i think amanda seal say like you know not everyone should have have a a a voice or a platform or something like that because not a lot of people know what to do with it and I don't think a lot of people understand the power of it and the influence and all that. So it also sometimes makes me think about what we're doing here. Like the things that like, it makes me careful or try to be much more careful about what I say here because I understand where it's going. And 
we don't have the largest audience, but we have an audience. And I just don't, I don't want to do or say the wrong thing to incite the wrong person or to, you know, influence the wrong person. Just like what you were, what Ben was saying. Like, so this, this is where I think it does get into philosophy a bit, mm-hmm. which is if you believe from a fundamental point of view that we have the freedom of speech, then you should, maybe you might personally feel that there might be people who don't deserve a, a soapbox mm-hmm. or a platform, but they should still be free to pursue it. Mm-hmm. They should still be free to say whatever they want. Mm-hmm. You know, and in this country, you're allowed to, the KKK is, is real and it's allowed to exist because this is America. You know, you can have a view with someone that they may not agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's, there should never be one person saying, because I don't like what you're saying, you can't right, say it. Right, right. I understand that. That that should not be a thing. But I, I I guess I'm trying to get to like the whole, like, or yeah, that's true. But there used to be like checks and balances for this kind of thing. Like there used to be like gatekeepers for this stuff. And I understand that like maybe not all gatekeepers were good, but it used to be a little bit harder to get messages like that out. But it was, it was, it's, it's on both sides. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot harder to get a good message out than a bad one. It's a lot harder to get good news, real news than fake news. You know, like this, it's, we're treading through a very interesting time with just communicating with each other in this digital age. Like it's, it's a very, I don't even know how to, how to even go into that. It's, it's, it's a very interesting and it's, it's almost scary because if you, are allowing people to spew such hatred and you're trying to be like, and you're also trying to be moral and and be, or not even moral, just like be fair in it. Like you can't silence them and be fair at the same time. You can't, and and you can't blame an influencer who has 4 million followers because he calls a gay person that he disagrees with and calls him names, mm-hmm. does that mean whenever you call anyone a bad name mm-hmm. that you disagree with in an argument? I mean, Ben, you brought up a good point off the cast about, like, hit him up. You know? Like, if Tupac had come up with his first off, fuck your bitch and the click you can't. Like, you know, is that considered inciting violence against this person because you're an artist and you have a lot of followers? You know, it's... It is, it is, even if you don't like it, the guy has 4 million followers. He never once said, go attack this person. You know, he never said, he never gave up the guy's phone number. You know, he never said, if you see this guy, you know, punch him in the face. But that reporter did go on an interview and said, yeah, uh, you guys should totally milkshake him. He deserves it. Oh. So that that's actually inciting physical violence against Crowder by saying he should be milkshaked as opposed to Crowder just calling him names. Mm. You know, and so we just have to be careful when we're having these discussions and make sure that we're we're talking about, you know, is it free speech or are you actually inciting violence? I, I think that... Um... 
part of the problem that I have with with the whole thing is that um, there's when you have things like these YouTube algorithms, they they can send you down a rabbit hole. The 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 prime example is this whole uh, um, flat Earth thing, right? So essentially, if you're if you're like open to an argument about something like that, and then the algorithm keeps recommending you the same thing, you can you basically become brainwashed. So there's a lot of this going on. It's like there's an immense amount of content because YouTube makes it so easy to publish stuff yep. that you just go down this thing. And you're like, hey, you know, I don't know any Hispanic people. Let me search something on them. And then suddenly you go on this whole thing and then suddenly you're like, yeah, they should all be like thrown out of the country because you just ate it. You just took in all of this content. Yes. So um, I think that there are certain things, there's certain content that's like so, it gets to be so bad that it's, 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 it's bad enough for society that we, we have to push against it and, and keep it out. And you know that's a hard that's a hard place to go like to yeah. say like okay we're yeah. not going to do that thing but i think it's an, a lot easier to say you know what we shouldn't incentivize bad like that's bad true. actors like that so it's like you know what if you want to say something i guess i can't stop it but we're not going to pay you to do that sure sure yeah but it's Again, it's dangerous because you're taking a moral ground on what you feel. Right. Then someone on the other side can take a moral ground about how they feel and, and what they feel like shouldn't be on a platform or what shouldn't be monetized. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, whether it's flat earth or anti-vax or abortion, yeah. like a lot of these controversial issues, you will you will get stuck in a in a rabbit hole. The next video will will bury you even deeper in this belief. Um, but I I'm still of the camp that those Ideas should still exist. People should be allowed to talk about them and debate them. And I think it's, that's, it's it's hard to say this is so bad that it can't be here. Like it's 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 hard it's hard to say that because there will always be an equal and opposite argument on the other side. That's I think that that's the essential problem though because not everything is up for debate. If I put up a flat Earth video and I have like, hey, have you noticed that you can't see this? Whatever. It's like it's still not up for debate. The earth is still round. And so that's a whole facts versus not facts. And that's a huge problem that we have from a societal point of view. Correct. That is, I was just gonna get into that that. is a newer thing. That's not something that we had as many issues with. Years ago. Because the information is so much easier to get, like yep. you're saying. Um, so I, I definitely agree that we have a fact issue. And people putting up videos talking about flat earth it's like, it, it doesn't help There's it doesn't flat, help did that. you guys watch the flat earth uh netflix doc? no <laughs> doc no. i, I heard did. it was pretty good it's good because they prove that it's round at the end <laughs> <laughs> they were like like so there's like these scientists at the end of it that try to um debunk it debunk the 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 round earth they say if it's if they have like these lasers and they're doing like these things like from thousands of feet away and, and stuff like that. And like they're saying like if the earth is round, this is going to hit at a certain port. And if it's not, then this will debunk it. And they kept getting back to it being round. And so they keep trying to find different ways to scientifically prove that it's flat. 
when you're just going to keep scientifically proving that it's brown. And so, yeah, I, I definitely agree that we have a fact issue. Um, and that's also... Yeah, so when it comes to fact, it's an easier, it's an easier play. But when it comes to um, philosophy or to when it comes to, to to morals and values and things of that nature, um, we have a it's a there's a harder place for us to go. So how? Do, yeah, I was just gonna go ahead. Oh yeah, I think I think that that is true, and I think that one of the reasons why this YouTube thing stands out is because, um, they. They they had a corporate stance on um, you know LGBT yes. things, so they're like, there's nothing wrong with being gay, mm-hmm. for example. But then they're like, okay, we have an anti harassment policy, mm-hmm. but somehow if you have a video where you harass somebody about being gay, we're allowing that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know what, that goes against the the policy of harassment, mm-hmm. but you also took a stand that that is not the way that you feel about things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you take a stand on that, how can you allow it? Mm-hmm. That, that's true as well. No, for sure. They're extremely inconsistent with how they implement their policy. And, and I think that's a huge problem. Uh, so I don't know. I Part of me feels like there needs to be some type of you know, if YouTube and these companies can't figure this shit out, then the government needs to get involved mm-hmm. and put forth some type of clear set of rules for how these platforms should be monitored and 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 regulated. Because you know, if he's allowed to get away with that, again, it's it creates this snowball where then other channels are affected who yeah. aren't actually spewing any type of harassment, but because they're talking about other things. I mean, um. I feel it, There's a bunch of channels that I watch from people who are just reporting news, and because the news has to do with like the Syrian war or because the war in Yemen, like it gets demonetized for creating hate speech just because they're talking about or because it's a conspiracy video because they're talking about the Syri- the Syrian war not being or the uh, the gas attack not being real. Uh, those videos are demonetized because they're just reporting on things that they're information they're gathering because bad actors like this do dumb shit, right? And sprinkles into other people so that's not fair to those people who are reporting the news Um, and it's also not fair to this guy uh, a crowder who clearly broke the rules but is still allowed to be on the platform so it's it's there has to be consistency and we have to see why why is it not being consistent and I guess that brings us to the question of the week this week Um, we want to know what you guys think about this because I feel like this is going to be a very um important thing that we decide um in the next come in the coming years because this this issue keeps coming up i mean we had to come up with music when it came to r kelly we have to come up with um you know instances like this with with uh what's his name crowley mm-hmm. crowder. crowder crowder sorry crowder. Crowley i don't know why i said crowley yeah <laughs> um with crowder so um we want to know how do you guys like how do we regulate or handle free speech on private platforms? Should it be, should there be regulation? Should there not be? Um, who should regulate it? We want to know you guys' thoughts. We want to know. I want to know. I want to know. We should sing that at, at the end of every question video. 
what turns you on. I want to know. I'm fun. You're not going to sing it with me? I don't know. The, I don't remember all the words. I just know. I want to know. That's all I know. I want to know. <laughs> That's all I know. That's it. All right. Well, um, I'm going to end it on this. All right. Do it. Um, tomorrow is game four of the finals. Um, so fuck you, Drake. Fuck you, Raptors. I mean, game five. Uh, game five. Excuse me. Game five. My bad. Wish it was game four. Um, <laughs> and I'm just going to go into it like this. Hey. Well, y'all know where to find us. All you lovely, sexy craters out there. Uh, you know, you can find us on the Googles. On the Googles. On the Googles. Check your algorithm. Check your algorithm. Through the crate. 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 Yes. Check us out everywhere. Y'all know how to do it. Friendster. Black space. My black. Uh, Friendster. Jesus Christ, Shake them. I don't got none, but I plan on growing some. All right, y'all. We out this motherfucker. Deuces. Tell me when to go. Talking on my getro on my white to the south. My second or third trip. Some Henny, some Swishers, and some Listerine strips. Dr. Green Thumb lips just to ease my thoughts. Not just the cops, but the homies you gotta watch. The moon is full, look at the dark clouds. Sitting in my scraper watching Oakland going wild, ta-da. I don't bump mainstream, I knock underground. All that other shit, sugar-coated and watered down. I'm from the bay where we hyphy and go dumb. From the soil where them rappers be getting they lingo from. Tell me when to go. Tell me when to go. Tell me when to go. Tell me when to go.